Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, my best. It's unfair. I may have changed my mind about me. Is, is, your, is your book for sale by? Yes. Let me tell you. I'm not sure. I just go and try and do a better job. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let Me Tell You, episode 109. I'm your host, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. The Evangelical Norm. So, it has been another kind of crazy week in the news cycle, as always. It just seems like it never slows down. It's always going, 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 right? And, I mean, there's so much we could talk about it, but, you know, trying to keep it squished into a 30-minute episode, pick and choose the things we talk about, hopefully... Uh, it's stuff that is uh, beneficial and helpful to you guys as we look at this. Try to look at everything from a Christian worldview. I have to admit myself, sometimes I just get so caught up in just the the madness of, of what is there that I, I forget to incorporate the gospel into what we're talking about. So we're going to just stump, start off this week with what happened early on in the week. We hit the, uh, the Derek Chauvin uh, trial finished and the verdict is in. And as we have found out, the jury found him guilty on all three counts, second degree murder, third degree murder, and was it, uh, I don't know what degree manslaughter, if there is a degree to manslaughter, but manslaughter are the three things they found him guilty of. So here's the, here's the, the few questions that are bouncing around. First off, if you watch any kind of conservative media uh, Daily Wire. I like to watch Ben. Sh- well, I listen to Ben Shapiro. I don't watch him. I don't always agree with him, but I do like to listen. I've tried to listen to Candace Owens uh, on her new show over there. I just can't. I, I, there's something about Candace. There are things that we agree with, and there, and there are things that we totally. I don't know that I want to say absolutely disagree, but the way she comes at it. I just can't get with it. So, um, but if you've listened to any of those guys, they're telling you the jury got this absolutely wrong. Now, granted, Ben Shapiro comes at this more from a legal mind because he is, uh, did graduate law school. I don't know if he ever practiced law anywhere, but he is a law school graduate. So he comes at this from a different angle, from a legal angle. So I give a little more credence to what he says. But again, we watched this video, right? We watched the nine minutes plus that Derek Chauvin kept his neck on George Floyd's neck. Or kept his knee on George Floyd's neck. He didn't put that, yeah. Ooh, there's, there's a slip, right? Um, so nine minutes underneath that dude's knee. And I've said it before, let's continue to beat the dead horse. It doesn't matter any of the underlying stuff. The nine minutes underneath that man's knee, whether that nine minutes physically exacerbated, caused by stress or whatever, the conditions that caused George Floyd to die, or if he did simply die from a fentanyl overdose and an enlarged heart or some what whatever they said it was, the reality is those things could have been medically treated if he had been allowed to get up and a medic had been allowed to uh, assess him. So either way, 
we see the fact that the fact that Derek Chauvin stayed there for those nine minutes is ultimately responsible for George Floyd not getting the attention that he needed to save his life. Does that make sense? So you take all those other things that are wrapped up. And then again, the whole issue of, I had to hear it again last week where she brought forth all of his uh, past moral failings and the sins and, and the crimes that he had committed. And here's the thing. And I've said this before, and this is again, this is where I stand. It really looks like when you look at what happened and all the, 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 information we have behind it that George Floyd was in Minnesota getting his life together turning his life around he had been you know she points out Candace Owens points out all the times that he'd been to prison nine times I think it was that he's gone to jail or prison or whatever but for a few years it seems like if if I'm not if I'm correct me if I'm wrong but for like almost four years he had been out of trouble and then COVID hit People lost their jobs. People, you know, issue, things happen that could easily cause somebody who has had a past issue with drug addiction to relapse. He might have lost his job, might have lost income, you know, and so on. So all these things put together, I can see that this could be a man who is putting his life back together and had a, a momentary relapse and now he's dead. But, but according to Candace Owens, and I'm not saying we, we continue to make him a saint. We, I'm not saying he's St. George. But I'm also saying that he was not beyond redemption. He was not beyond even being redeemed and having a moment of weakness and fallen. Right? We all go through it. I mean... Look, I love the fact that, that uh, she posted some stuff about his history or other people's history. And, and Ivy Connerly put out a tweet talking about, well, what about the Apostle Paul? Right? He murdered people, wrote two-thirds of the, of the Bible. Now, am I comparing George Floyd to Paul? No. But I'm comparing situations. We can have, you can have a criminal background. You can have a moral failing filled background and still be redeemed by Christ and yet still fall. I mean, Romans 7 breaks all that down for us for Paul, right? So again, the reality is, is Derek Chauvin is culpable, I don't know the legal ramifications of being able to say he was uh, because second degree is unintentional murder. Third degree is unintentional. Manslaughter is all unintentional. So they all could fit. I don't know how they broke those down and applied each of those different charges and how they managed to charge him with all three. That was something that I kept hearing that was a, a, a weird questionable thing. Does he have a, 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 huge platform for appeal absolutely because thanks to Maxine Waters and people like that who literally were inciting violence you know unlike January 6th where Trump was not inciting violence but they accused him of it this lady was literally inciting violence if they did not get their way and it led to you know the judge wouldn't give a mistrial but it hit, the judge even said to the lawyer you have grounds for appeal based on what she said and what President Biden said. 
So it would be, it would literally behoove politicians and other people to keep their mouth shut until everything's said and done. Christians included on the other side of things. It really would. It would behoove us to, as I said before, we, we mourn with those who mourn, you know, whether they've got a criminal background or not. George Floyd's mother lost her son. Daughter lost her father. If we can't stop and mourn with them for a moment, weep with those who weep. And then we can move on and when, when information comes out and so on. Give it some time. Like I did the other day with uh, uh, Makia Bryant's situation on, on Jory Micah's special podcast. Um, so again, he's culpable. The, I think the, the verdict was, was correct. I, do I think there's a good chance it could be overturned? It's possible. I hope not. If, if, if some get overturned, I hope that at least enough stay there that he, he does serve time in prison. I hope. But then again, just like I said the other day, now we can mourn with Derek Chauvin's family, who, to the, on the positive side, at least they still get to visit dad or son or whoever in prison. They can still go visit him in prison. You know, he's not gone completely, but there is a loss there. So again, from that Christian worldview, we come back again and we go, we mourn with those who mourn. And that leads us to this next thing. Before the the case was even, you know, well, I guess the verdict had been out for a couple hours. We hear news that another police officer has shot and killed another black person. And we see the same thing. I mean, it's the... <laughs> Weirdly, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I want, I'm getting ahead of myself, but you'll see at the end how this will tie together. But it's the same old song, right? All around the world, the same song. We get the same song, people immediately jumping to conclusions. That, oh, it was a racist white cop that shot this 16-year-old girl and she called them to help. And then we see the body cam. Then we see the body cam. And of course, then people like Jory Micah and others completely switch their tune from, again, these are people who we've seen them come against the, the, the castle law or the stand my ground laws or anything like that. Now they're invoking these in defense of Micaiah Bryant because she was trying to stab these girls and they were saying, well, she was defending herself. Well, I watched the video and it didn't seem like she was really, they didn't seem to pose much of a threat. Now, again, I'm watching a video that everybody else is watching with the same amount of information. And the reality is, is this police officer saved a young girl's life. In the process, there was a tragic taking of another life, but he saved that girl's life. If that police officer hadn't shown up and hadn't done what he did, I mean, really, would we even have known about the other girl who would have been stabbed or two girls who had been stabbed? You know, and again, the, the whole issue of there were I'm watching this video. There are dudes here. Here's where I'm going to come at. I'm going to come at this from a whole different angle. There were adult men standing by watching this happen. It's that freaking world star mentality. That all we want to do is get it on tape. All we want to do is get this recorded. 
and, and post it to the internet and hope that we can go viral. Nobody was stepping in to stop nothing. If one of those men had been men and had stepped in to say, knock this off, that police officer would have never had to draw his gun. If one of those men who were standing around in that situation would have been men and squashed the whole thing from the beginning, sent the two girls who were apparently there to jump Micaiah or whatever, sent they butts home, sent them home to their mama or their papa to get themselves whooped, and then proceeded to give some discipline to his own daughter. I hope, I don't know if her dad was her dad or not. I don't know. But I know there were men standing around in those videos just watching. Man up. Put a stop. I mean, I, you know what? Here, Here's the deal. If I'm standing in that yard and I see this girl coming out with a knife going after another girl, I'm going to do what I can do to stop that. Do I get stabbed? Who knows? But I'm going to do what I can do, one, to protect the other life myself. And two, if I, if one of those, again, if one of those dudes would have manned up and put a stop to it, that cop never would have had to pull his weapon. He could have pulled up on the scene, worked things out, and, and, and gone on. Micaiah Bryant would still be alive. But there were men there that would rather videotape and post that garbage to, to Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever, world star, that they weren't willing to step in and put a stop to it. And it's a, ho- it's a horrible tragedy. It would have been a tragedy that this had tragedy written all over it. And potentially could have been stopped if one of the dudes that were standing around had just grown a pair and put a stop to it. But then again, we get LeBron James is automatically tweeting out to the picture of the cop, you're next. I do believe he deleted that tweet because he got blasted. I mean, they, they put him on blast like crazy because of that tweet. And he finally deleted it. But, I mean, people just jump into conclusions. Jory Micah jump into conclusions. All kinds of folks jump into conclusions. And then there are those that instead of being willing to step back and go, dang, I was wrong, they just keep doubling down and doubling down and doubling down. I mean, there are people literally out there defending the fact that this girl was about to stab another girl. And they were, they're perfectly okay with that. And that's just, it's not right. It's not right. It's a tragedy no matter how we look at it. Do I wish it could have turned out differently? Absolutely. Have I heard all the different things that people say and shoot her in the leg? Sorry, folks. Cops don't train to shoot legs or arms or hands. They're not, they're not all super-duper sharpshooters. That's why they're trained to shoot center mass, big target. When you start shooting at smaller targets, you're going to hit somebody else. I mean, literally, if that cop had shot at her leg, look at the picture there. I mean, what's the possibility of him shooting, missing her leg and hitting the other girl? Then what kind of situation we got? 
Black girl tries to stab another black girl. Cop shoots a girl that's about to be stabbed. No, they are trained to shoot center mass because it's a large target and they're far less likely to miss. And that's just the reality of what it is. When deadly force is called for, and it was in this situation, to save the life of that other girl, to stop somebody who is actively trying to take the life of another human being, that police officer had to fire and shoot. This is a totally justified shoot. Whether you agree with it or not, I wish it, and like I said, I wish it hadn't happened. I wish somebody would have manned up and and made this a different situation, but they didn't. And now tragedy we deal with once again. And I'll get to the, the, I can't think of the guy's name, Andrew Brown or somebody Brown Jr. or somebody, another dude that was shot uh, a couple days later. I haven't, I've been busy, crazy, trying to do other stuff, working, and I've not had a chance to even sit down and read an article about that. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it on another day. And on a lighter note, let's, let's, let's get some, uh, some humor going on in here, right? Um, Caitlyn Jenner, and I will call Caitlyn anything Caitlyn wants me to call her by name, or him, excuse me, making my point, but I will not call him her or she. I won't. Call me a, a, a mis, misgendering, whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to call him a, a woman because he's not. He's still a dude. He's still the guy that won in the decathlon in 1976 and encouraged an entire generation of young kids to eat Wheaties. The nastiest tasting cereal on the market. They put his picture on the box and everybody in the world wanted to eat their Wheaties. And now he is running for governor of California. In the likely recall of uh, Newsom. And Caitlyn Jenner is going to run for governor. And my question is, he has been a lifelong Republican. I I looked and looked and looked. I, I, I scoured through articles and I could not find anything to say whether or not he was running as a Republican, Independent, Democrat, what. I did see something where I couldn't I couldn't get I couldn't find the article. I saw half of a headline and I think it was LGBTQIA community upset because Jenner is running as and I and that was it. All I could read and I couldn't find the rest of the headline anywhere. But I'm, I'm wondering if it's they're mad because he's running as a Republican. That will be the most hilarious thing to me. And once again, if the Republican Party is going to put up this guy as their ensign bearer for the top office in the state of California, I think I will keep my membership out. I think I will keep my affiliation out of the GOP. I will remain an independent. And uh, unaffiliated or whatever it is you call because I wouldn't I wouldn't toss my hat in and give my support to Donald Trump based on some of the things he has said and done. I definitely would not affiliate myself with the same party that put this dude up for governor of the state of California. Likely, I mean, the second largest state, right? Texas is bigger. I think California has the bigger population. Right? So the most populous state, I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. It's either the first or second most populated state. 
and you're going to the GOP. And again, I don't know if they are or not, but if the, if, if he does run as a, as a Republican, I'm still out. But I th- I just find this hilarious. I mean, the, the, the jokes write themselves, right? <laughs> they really do. Um, so there you go. It'll be an interesting time to watch. And that's this year. That's going to be this year that this election will happen, um, given whether or not they recall Newsom or not. So keep your eyes peeled and keep watching uh, California for um, all the late night uh, talk show. Who am I kidding? None of them are going to make jokes about this guy because none of them have a spine anymore. So I guarantee you, if Johnny J or Arsenio still had shows, there would be jokes. No matter what, there would be jokes. Now we're not going to get any jokes. None. At all. I'll attempt to make them, but I'm not as funny as those guys. So, um, And that brings us to my last thing of the day, the last thing I want to talk about, and that is the fact that, unfortunately, our man, Shock G, passed away this week uh, very young. Um, I don't know exactly how old he was, but I know Shock G wasn't very old. And, uh, and it was, again, kind of shocking to hear. And I don't get real, I don't get real emotional a lot of times. I mean, I didn't listen to a whole lot of DMX. I had kind of moved out of, I was on my way out of secular hip hop and into Christian hip hop at the time that DMX was becoming large. So I didn't listen to a whole lot of X, but I mean, I still had respect for the dude, but I was not affected as much by his death as I was by hearing about Shock G. Because again, I mean, I spent time and, and invested time in listening to this guy's music, to Digital Underground, the fact that they gave rise to who could be top five, arguably for me, the top three well, no, I still got to make him top five. I mean, top three secular lyricists, MCs of all time. You know, Tupac come up and that's why I'm going to play this song. And again, it's ironic that I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing out with this song because of the fact that no matter what happens in the news cycle on either side, it's the same old song. It's the same old song. So I, again, I wish I could say, like most people, rest in peace, Shock G, but... Bro, I don't know where his soul was. I hope he was saved. I hope he heard the gospel, repented, and put his faith in Christ. But I can't say any of that for for one hundred, right? I can't I can't keep it a thou wow and say that I know for sure. So I just gotta hope and pray that he heard the gospel and he was saved, um, and that somebody preached it. And that's why I think we need to be out there sharing the gospel as much as possible so we're going to break out there's potentially i can't remember how much if there's any language or inappropriateness in this song but uh be warned it is uh 1990s hip-hop so there's likely a a foul language or a sexual innuendo who am i kidding there's sexual innuendo throughout the song but uh here we go same song really that that launched uh Tupac's career and uh, solidified Digital Underground as a, a kind of a, a, a billboard charting group. 
they'd already been known by other people before that. But here we go. The same song in memory of our man, Shock G. And unfortunately, with Shock G goes Humpty Hump. As I kick the J's, easy watch style, R&B, mixing it with the hip-hop, swing beat, champagne in my hand, it won't be long till I'm gone, it's just the same old song. It's just the freestyle, meanwhile we keep the beat kicking, sweat dripping, girlies in the limo eating chicken, oops, don't get the grease on your pantyhose, I love you, Robo, move over, I gotta blow my nose, sneezing, but still I'm pleasing all the slimmies, pull out my jimmy, time to get busy with a jenny, if it's good and plenty, don't you know, there I go, there I go, there I go, but I don't go nowhere without my gym hat, what I'm rapping is if she's clapping, then I'm strapping cause I'm smarter than that, and then girly, maybe we can get along, cutie after cutie, it's just the same old song, it's the same old song, y'all, uh, it's just the same old song, Up and down. Well, as a matter of fact, I'll be right back. I gotta take a leaky. So I'm draining entertainers. But I got fame and the bases I touch. Too much for me to try to be naming. Hey, yo, he saw me on cable and grip. I busted in and I was going to win. Like Clark Gable back in Oakland. It's the same old song. It's Morty Shorty, same freckles and hat, drinking the same Ford. Hypothetical, political, lyrical, miracle whip. Just like butter. My rhymes are legit because I'm a Humpty. Not Humpty Dumpty, but Humpty Hump. Here a hump, there a hump, everywhere I'm Humpty Hump. Shut up and just listen. Not dissing, don't get me wrong. But to me, it's just the same old song. So just watch, cause my name is Shock, I like to rock and you can't stop this Tupac, go ahead and rock this Now I clown around when I hang around with the underground Girls used to frown, say I'm down when I come around Gas me and when they pass me, they used to diss me Harass me, but now they ask me if they can kiss me Get some fame, people change, wanna live their life high Same song, can't go wrong if I play the nice guy Claiming fame must have changed now that we became strong I remain still the Why same, too? cause it's the same song you know, It's the same song Same old song, y'all you know, So there you go, our little uh, tribute to my man, Shock G. 
Um, hopefully, again, I hope he heard the gospel, repented, put his faith in Christ. I'd love to uh, run into that man in heaven someday. Again, we don't know. And the reason, and, and the fact that we don't know is the reason why I say the same thing at the end of every one of these episodes. Because we need to be out there sharing the gospel with people who need to hear it. So that those people that we want to see in heaven hear it and have the opportunity to respond and and be saved and so that we can see those people in heaven so as always preach the gospel at all times use words they're necessary and until next time soli deo gloria mm-hmm.